listener, beware. You gave us the scares. Hello, and welcome to Say Podcast and Die, the mini-sode. I'm Andy. I use they, them pronouns. I'm Alyssa. I use she or they. Yes, sometimes I think it's nice to just shoot out a reminder. And today it's a mini-sode, a theories and queries, where you're going to be querying me. That's right. We are returning to the Give Yourself Goosebumps series. This time we are going back to TikTok You're Dead. But this time I'm dead. Last time you were dead. Yeah. Uh, Last time Andy read this and I made choices. So this time Andy's going to be the one making the choices. The power is mine. Mm -hmm. Or at least the illusion of power. Really, R.L. Stein is controlling the whole thing or whoever the ghostwriter may have been. Yeah, exactly. So, Andy, if you recall, you don't recall at all. So I remember it was New York. Yeah. You are a kid on vacation in New York with your little brother, Denny, and your parents. Denny. Denny, Do you think they named him after where they conceived him? (laughs) Ew. Oh, you're above sex in a Denny's. Okay, excuse me. (laughs) Well, maybe these parents aren't because they're currently tripping balls in the Natural History Museum, (laughs) looking at gemstones, going, wow. (laughs) Whereas you have wandered away from them and wandered into a science lab run by someone named Dr. Peebles. Oh, He says that he has just invented something called a chronometer, and he wants you to be the first one to use it. Yeah, sounds like a great deal. How can it it go wrong? Yeah. Well, unfortunately, it did go wrong because before you could do anything, Denny ran in and went and did some time traveling, and you don't know where he is now. Classic Denny. Denny has run into the chronoport. You stare at the scientist. Your parents are going to ground you for life if you lose Denny. Not for life. (laughs) You'll have to travel in time to find him, Dr. Peebles tells you. I'd better make those adjustments to the chronoport so you don't disappear into timelessness, too, which is, I think, where they think Denny is. I hope we don't break Alyssa with this episode again, Goosepunks, because time travel is a dangerous subject with her. I'm like a Lovecraftian hero in that, like, my sanity is on the edge. (laughs) Like, I'm going to faint at the end of this episode. You stare at the scientist as he fiddles with the time machine. You can't believe it. This guy is really serious. When you find your brother... Dr. Peebles goes on, you must be touching each other before you use the chronometer. Otherwise, the device will bring back only one of you. No problem, you say. But where did Denny go, the future or the past? There's no way to know whether he's gone forward in time or back, Dr. Peebles replies. You'll have to guess. Well, good way of thinking about (laughs) infinite time, that there's only two choices to make, (laughs) future or past. You touch the chronometer around your neck. It began measuring real time the moment Denny disappeared. Already the seconds are ticking by. You have to decide, are you more likely to find Denny in the past or the future? Well, since the future doesn't exist yet, and I know he existed in the past, I'm going to go with the past. All right. I'll look for my brother in the past, you tell Dr. Peebles. Fine, the scientist replies. He he seems unimpressed. (laughs) He punches another set of numbers into the computer. Now step right through the chronoport, he instructs you, and good luck. Alyssa just stopped to get a drink of water, and I noticed that some child has scribbled with crayon all over the front of our copy of the book. Or or some adult has scribbled with crayon all over the front of it. Yeah, you shouldn't make assumptions. It's true. Just choices. You approach the shimmering frame and enter it. You feel a strange tingling sensation. Everything appears hazy as if you are underwater. A second later, you see two paths ahead in the mist. At the end of the left-hand path, you squint to see a tall stone castle in the distance. A knight in shiny armor, not shining armor, shiny armor, (laughs) on a white horse rides toward it. At the end of the right-hand path, there's a swamp with tall, strange-looking trees towering over it. Moving among the trees is, can it be? 
A dinosaur? Ooh. Which path did your brother choose? Which one will you take? Quick, decide. Damn, this is hard because I think the castle might take me to Terror Tower, which would be cool tie-in direction to go, but I've never really liked medieval castle stuff. I've always thought it was, like, not my aesthetic, whereas dinosaurs definitely are. I think my brother would have gone towards dinosaurs. As little brothers are wont to do. Yeah, let's pick that. Interesting that these are both rooms that would be in the Natural History Museum, too, mm-hmm. which kind of tells me maybe these kids are just pretending. Yeah. <laughs> running around the museum. That makes more sense. It does. Denny loves dinosaurs. You decide to explore the swamp where you saw the dinosaur. I would love this more if it weren't a swamp, but yeah, let's go on. You have malaria. Congratulations. <laughs> You're sure Denny went that way. As you move toward the swamp, tall, fern-like vegetation surrounds you. Your feet sink into the thick, muddy water. Through the trees, you can see huge shapes moving about. Real dinosaurs. Cool, you think. This is just like Jurassic Park, only better. Because there's no fences or protection of any kind. Exactly. The dinosaurs are red, blue, green, and lavender. As colorful as birds. Oh, lavender. Yeah. Some dinosaurs are the size of dogs and cats. Other dinosaurs are bigger than a house. Did it say as colorful as birds? Yeah. Do you think Arlstein knew they had feathers? Maybe. Maybe. I mean... He saw Jurassic Park where they talk about dinosaurs being bird-like, so... Yes, yeah. even even the name raptor. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> One of the clues to the genetics of an animal is, yeah. is its name. Yeah. <laughs> They're all munching on leaves and weeds. You're about to move closer when a tremendous noise shakes the ground. Wait, can I just say a quick quibble? Yeah. Raptor doesn't mean bird of prey. It means snatcher. Yeah, it's the, also the name of a group of birds of prey. Right, but that's not what it means. Alan, Grant... Well, that's what the word means. Michael Crichton, but yes. Neither of you. Both bad. <laughs> it's interesting how basically there are two paths. Go that direction and you're in, further in the past. Go that direction. You're a little bit less in the past. I don't know. It's a very <laughs> weird spatial arrangement of time. It is, yeah. Anyway, you're about to move closer when a tremendous noise shakes the ground. The trees sway as the rumbling grows louder and louder. What's happening? T-Rex. Yeah, you peer through the giant ferns towards the grassy plain. Your eyes grow wide. You can't believe it. Lumbering towards you is a Tyrannosaurus Rex. I mean, we watched me and this lead character both watch Jurassic Park. Yeah. If you dare, go on to page 65. I don't feel like I have another option. You don't. The huge Tyrannosaur towers over the other dinosaurs. It's bigger than you ever imagined. Its teeth are as long and sharp as carving knives. The enormous creature lets out a roar as it crosses the grassy plain. You freeze. Your heart pounds in terror. The other dinosaurs start to run away. But one, who is grazing on ferns, is slower than the others. Oh no. This is going to be a nature documentary moment, isn't it? The tyrannosaur easily catches up to it and tears off the small dinosaur's head in one bite. That's oh, awful. Oh my god. Jesus. <laughs> cool. Red in tooth and claw, huh? Yeah. No one dies in the goose verse. Then the tyrannosaur swings its head and stares straight at you. You take off as fast as you can. No, it can't see you if you don't move. (laughs) It's probably not true either. Probably not. The Tyrannosaur follows, closer and closer. Ahead, there's a swampy patch of land. You race toward it. Something small is sitting in the middle of the swamp. It's Denny. Oh, But what's he doing? Why isn't he moving? You glance over your shoulder. The dinosaur is still right behind you. Denny, you call out. Run. I can't, he yells back. I'm stuck in quicksand. Quicksand again. Haven't we been over this? Help your brother on page 110. Will I help him by saying, quicksand is real, but it's not what you think it is. You're fine. <laughs> you you help him by doing a, well, actually. <laughs> you reach the swamp and grab Denny's hands. With all your might, you pull. But Denny's completely stuck. 
You pull Denny again. This time he panics. He grabs wildly at you. The chronometer flies off the chain around your neck and into the mud. Shit. Now the Tyrannosaur is only a few yards away. Its terrible face is so close you can see its sharp, pointed teeth and smell its hot, stinking breath. I'm so stupid. I'm already touching Denny. If I hadn't dropped the fucking chronometer. Yeah, you don't have to actually fucking pull him out of the quicksand. I don't have to pull him out of the quicksand. Yeah. The dinosaur roars, shaking the nearby trees. You yank Denny one more time. With a loud plop, he's freed from the quicksand. <laughs> At least I was like just picturing him getting his shoulder dislocated. <laughs> but I think the decapitation set me up for <laughs> body trauma. But now the Tyrannosaur is only a few feet away. I, you, you're already dead. Like, I don't know why. The... A few feet away? I'm not already dead. You're basically dead. No faith in me. No. It opens its mouth wide and stretches its fierce claws toward you. It's little oh. tiny claws. <laughs> if it's trying to reach me with its arms, I might be okay. <laughs> Frantically, you re- look around for the chronometer. You've got to get back to the present, but there's no trace of the stopwatch. It's been sucked into the mud. Shit. Should you try to dig the chronometer out of the muck or try to run away from the Tyrannosaur? Which will you choose? I'm going to get the chronometer. I'm not going to run away from the Tyrannosaur very effectively, I think. You've got to find the chronometer. You stick your arm deep into the quicksand. You feel around with your fingers. Nothing. Suddenly, the Tyrannosaurus Rex lets out a roar. You plunge both hands into the quicksand. Beside you, Denny drops to his hands and knees to search, too. You sift frantically through the mud. The dinosaur comes closer and closer. He reaches out one claw. I'm legit tense right now. Then he lets out a tremendous sound. It's a burp from his earlier feast, a gigantic burp as loud as an explosion. (laughs) The force of the burp knocks both you and Denny over. The two of you pitch forward, right into the quicksand. Oh no, you're both being pulled down, down, into the quivering muck to meet the end. What? You had like two choices in that whole scenario. That's the end? That's the end. Do you want to go back a little do bit and over. try something else? Do over. I yeah. run away from the T-Rex. Okay. No, wait. Do over. I go to Castleville. Castleville. To medieval times. After thinking about it for a minute, you say, no, I'd rather go towards the castle. I just had a strange dream about a dinosaur, real sort of waking daydream. I'm going to go do, I'm going to go off uh, towards the castle now. You take off after the night on horseback. The enormous stone castle stretches toward the sky. Flags fly from its turrets. You imagine living there. Cool, you think. Not really that cool. (laughs) Suddenly you notice that the night has disappeared. Where did he go? You hurry over a drawbridge, which stretches over a moat. The moat surrounds the castle. The sound of thundering hooves breaks the silence. The knight is returning at full speed, and now he's holding a spear and pointing it at you. Wow. Hey, you call out. I'm not your enemy. I'm a visitor from the future. (laughs) (laughs) That'll work. Yeah. But the knight doesn't pay attention. His horse gallops closer and closer. The tip of his spear gleams in the sun. Uh Uh-oh. This guy looks pretty serious. Time to move aside. Are you ready to face him, or should you jump into the moat below, even though you're a terrible swimmer? I would say face him, but I did make that mistake with the T-Rex. I just don't want to jump into an alligator's mouth or something. I'm going to stand and fight. Page 22. Or stand and awkwardly negotiate and placate. If only you'd taken swimming lessons when your mom wanted you to. You decide not to jump into the moat. You face the knight and his spear. Right before he reaches you, the knight reins in his horse. Who are you, stranger? He demands. I'm a visitor from the future. I'm searching for my brother. No one enters King Ruthbert's castle unless he can meet the challenge, he replies. (laughs) I don't have to enter this castle then, I guess. It's fine. What challenge, you ask? You must fight me, his noble defender, in a duel, the knight says with a smirk. This is really inefficient for getting shit delivered, like mail, (laughs) food. 
I don't know. Maybe they have have food that they need inside. Uh, maybe there's like also a guest list, like a, like a trusted visitor's pass. Uh, the loser will become food for the king's crocodiles in the moat. I fucking knew it. Good thing you didn't jump in. Yeah. My brother had a toy castle and the little sticker that represented the moat had gators on it. So that's what I was thinking of. <laughs> crocodiles in the moat. Good thing you didn't jump in after all. The knight dismounts and pulls a bag of weapons from his saddle. You see a spear, a sword, a spiky chain, and a huge wooden club. Here, you may choose your weapon, he says. This guy really wants to have a duel. Do I get to choose for real? Uh, well, it says, choose your weapon on page 84. Yes! <laughs> As you reach for a weapon, you notice an apple tree planted alongside the moat. Suddenly you have an idea, and it's just what you need to put a chink in this knight's armor. Hmm. I choose the club, you tell the knight. I guess not. <laughs> but we'll duel according to my rules. Very well, stranger, the knight says. I don't know why. Uh, he hands you the club. See that apple tree, you say? Pick one of the apples and toss it towards me. I'll hit the apple with the club. Then I'll throw the apple for you to hit. Whoever hits the apple farthest will win the duel. A strange challenge indeed, the knight grumbles, but I accept. Do you remember the seven at one blow fable? The one about the tailor who kills seven flies at one blow? No. Oh, well, this is kind of reminding me of that. I'll read it to you sometime. Okay. It was one of my favorites. <laughs> it's about being tricky, even if you're small. <laughs> no wonder that stuck with you. <laughs> Last year, you were the best batter on your baseball team. Now you're hoping your batting average will pay off. Oh, damn. I like this version of myself. I've been never been good at that. <laughs> Can you beat the knight at baseball? To find out, flip two coins. If both coins come up the same, heads or tails, turn to page 30. If oh. one, one coin comes up heads and the other comes up tails, turn to page 116. All right. I don't have a coin. Because I'm not an ancient Roman. But, or a 90s kid. Yeah, or a 90s kid or a, a knight castle person. But I think the internet will flip a coin for me. Mm -hmm. Preparing to flip. Heads. Flip again. Tails. All right. If one is heads and one is tails, go to 116. I'm ready to begin the duel, the knight tells you. He plucks an apple from the tree. Then he winds up and throws the apple toward you. Holding the club like a baseball bat, you smack the apple. It soars down the path past the knight. I can hit it much farther, the knight boasts. <laughs> now you pick an apple from the tree. You stand on the pitcher's mound and eye the knight. Apparently there's a pitcher's mound. <laughs> then you wind, you pitch. There's a pitcher's mound? Apparently. Huh. The knight swings with all his might, and he hits a blooper a few feet in front of you. All right. What's a blooper? I don't know. I don't think it was very good. I won, you call. Now can I go into the castle? I need to look for my brother. Very well, stranger, he says sadly. You may enter the castle. But according to the rules, I must jump into the moat. Oh, not in my game, in my version of the rules. That wasn't, no. Go to page 50. Well, he's got armor on. Maybe the crocodiles won't want to bother. I think he'll sink. Ooh. Wait, you cry. You don't need to. But it's too late. He's already jumped into the water. You watch in horror as the crocodiles swim towards him. Jaws open. Oh, my God. First of all, I think I might have doomed this entire kingdom. Yeah, seriously. If that's their one defender guy. Yeah. <laughs> but is this going the way that one dinosaur went? One last thing. The knight calls before the beasts reach him. Uh -oh. It would have been great to say this before he jumped. Beware the liar. The what, you ask? But the only answer is the snapping of the crocodile's jaws. Trying not to watch or listen, you hurry across the drawbridge into the castle. Wow, this is the most violent Goosebumps book we've read to date. Yeah. Page 38. The high wooden door to the castle stands open. Hello, you call. Is anybody home? Your own voice echoes back. You step through the door into a dark entrance hall. Hanging from the wall is a tapestry. In the center, there's a picture of a fierce-looking beast. A lion, you wonder? 
We sure hope you don't run into him here. <laughs> Me too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You enter a winding, narrow corridor. Empty suits of armor line the walls. The only light comes from flickering candles. The corridor turns and twists, but don't seem to lead anywhere. You glance at the chronometer. Only one hour left, and there's still no sign of Denny. Then all the candles go out. You're in total darkness. From somewhere up ahead, you hear an eerie scream. A human scream. Chills creep up your spine. Who was that? Maybe you should get out of here right now. But what if it was Denny? If you choose to go on, turn to page 76. If you decide to turn back, go to page 51. Uh, 76, why would I turn back? <laughs> I don't need to go anywhere that's back. The screams echo against the dark walls. You wish you could turn around and get out of here, but you have to find your brother. Danny, you shout. You put your hand on the walls to guide you. A light appears up ahead, and you follow it into a circular room. Inside the room are three doors. You just came through one of them. Oh, fuck. Is this this one computer always lies trick that I never understood? The other two are labeled to King Ruthbert's throne room and to the lair. You remember that the knight warned you about, warned you to beware the liar. Did he mean the lair? What about the throne room? Judging by the spooky castle, that could be pretty dangerous too. Which do you choose? And there's three doors? You came in through one of them. Oh, I'm going to say King's Castle. I was just worried it was going to be that thing where it's like, you have two computers and one can only tell the truth and one can only lie and you don't know which one you're talking to and what question do you ask to find out which way to go? It's interesting that you've heard that was two computers. What did you hear it as? Two people guarding two doors. Weird. Or one is an angel and one is a demon in some versions. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know why it was told to me as computers, but anyway. (laughs) You step through a door labeled Two King Ruthbert's Throne Room and climb a short flight of steps. At the top, you enter a huge stone room. Colorful tapestries hang on the walls between narrow, arch-shaped windows. Ladies in long gowns sit on wooden benches. Around the room, knights in armor stand stiffly at attention. At the far end of the room, a wooden throne stands on a raised platform. Sitting on the throne is a fat, bearded man wearing a red robe and gold crown. King Rothbert, you realize. Next to him, on a smaller throne, is a small person. His crown is too big and slips over his face. A nearby knight draws his sword and raises it to your throat. Is it Denny on the, with the little guy? The little guy with the crown? It does seem to be going that way. What are you doing here, stranger? The knight demands. I'm a traveler from the future, you quickly explain. I'm looking for my brother. He has red hair and... Silence! The knight shouts. I'll not listen to any more of your lies. You're a spy for King Henry. Oh. Turn to page 23. I wonder which Henry this would be. King who? You ask. Don't take me for an idiot, the knight snarls. Henry's forces are expected to attack any day. Don't deny you're an advanced scout. I'm a kid from the future, you repeat. I only want... But the knight doesn't listen. He quickly ties your hands behind your back, then drags you up to the throne. He tosses you at the king's feet. Who's this? The king demands. A spy for King Henry, the knight answers. You look up to deny it. That's when you notice who's sitting on the small throne next to the king. A dinosaur. (laughs) King dinosaur. Yes. I've been looking all over for you, you tell him. We've got to get back to Dr. Peebles' lab. You can't stay. Silence, King Rutherford bellows. No one speaks to my son without permission. Hmm? Your son, you gasp. This is my brother, Denny. He's my son, Ruthelford, the king interrupts. Oh, is this like an ancestor thing? I always wanted a son. When this boy appeared, I adopted him. It's not like an... It might be like an ancestor thing. It might be, depending on what happens. He's just an ordinary 20th century kid, you protest. (laughs) I'm not ordinary, Denny yells. I don't like this person, he adds, whining to the king. Listen to me, Denny, you shout. You're in big trouble. You've got to come with me now. You're not the boss of me, Denny yells. 
Boil the spy in oil, shouts the king. Fuck. Yeah, Denny agrees, clapping. Boil the spy in oil. Denny. Denny, you're my brother, you protest in horror. But Denny just smirks his obnoxious smirk. Sounds like Denny's going to be my grandfather. Yeah. Or great, whatever. Then the two knights grab you and begin to drag you out of the throne room. Wait, you shout, you're making a terrible mistake. But no one listens. You're dragged up to the roof of the castle. There you see a bubbling black pot. Yikes. Your hands are tied behind you. You can't use the chronometer. Shit, that was my plan. Unless a miracle happens, you're about to be boiled in oil. Is this your lucky day? If today's date is an odd number, turn to page 85. If today's date is an even number, turn to page 52. Well, I have to quote mean girls here and say it's October 3rd. <laughs> As of this recording. The knights drag you to a platform above, above the pot of boiling oil. With a gulp, you look down into the seething black fluid. In another second, you'll be sizzling like fried chicken. I feel like that just took my choice away from me. Much like the coin flip. But that's R.L. Stein, right? You know, yeah. Luck. Randomness. The universe happens to you. You twist your hands behind your back, but the ropes are too tight to break through. The king and Denny climb up to the roof to watch. Do you have any last words, spy? The king asks. Yes, you say. Please let me take Denny, or your son, away from here. If he stays, he's doomed. Never, the king roars. Prepare to carry out the sentence. Denny, you plead. You can't let him do this. You've got to listen to me. Tell him not to do it. Hear Denny's reply on page 132. You didn't really make a good case going in, I gotta say. I mean, thanks for blaming the victim, but <laughs> I I really regret saving Denny. Trying to save Denny. That is no longer on the agenda for me. <laughs> You're not the boss of me, Denny says again. Go ahead, Dad. Prepare to boil the spy, the knight on your right side snarls. He starts to gra drag you to the edge of the platform. Wait, you cry. You look at the king. Before you carry out the sentence, I have something that belongs to your son. Halt, the king commands. What is it? A valuable piece of jewelry, you say. Please allow me to give it to him. Yeah, Denny says, give it to me. Turn to page 14. Give it to you. <laughs> a punch in the nose. Knuckle sandwich. Yeah. <sighs> a hurts, don't it? <laughs> you smile. You knew you could count on your brother's greed. King Rutherford orders the knight at your side to free your hands. You pull the chronometer off your neck. Glancing at it, you see that Denny only has five more minutes before disappearing in time. Denny, you tell him, this is your last chance to return to the present. No, Denny yells, forget it. I'm not going. Give the boy the trinket, the king bellows. The knight beside you grabs for the chronometer. You whip your hands out of the way. The knight loses his balance and bumps you. You feel yourself falling off the platform, straight into the pot of boiling oil. Go to page 106. Uh, turn the fucking chronometer. Whatever. <sighs> how, I don't know how it works. Yeah, seriously. Do the thing real quick. You hold your breath and brace yourself as you fall toward the bubbling pot. You pull your arms into your chest, and your hand hits the button. A button on the chronometer. Your body begins to tingle. You close your eyes and cross your fingers, and then you land. But not in bubbling oil. Phew. Blinking, you, you gaze around. You're in a room. Dr. Peebles' lab. You made it back to the present. Welcome, time traveler. Dr. Peebles greets you. How did it go? Not great. You're about to answer when you remember Denny. Oh no, you left Denny in the past. I've got to save my brother, you start to say. What? And then you remember What's the pot of oil. Me? The boiling oil. A lot Denny did for me when I was about to be fried, you think. Excellent, you say to Dr. Peebles. Excellent. Everything <laughs> was excellent. Then you head back toward the museum exhibits. Of course, now you have to explain to your parents why their youngest son is now called Ruffleford and lives in medieval times. The end. <laughs> I didn't think there were actually happy endings in this book. I was or in the series I was starting to suspect. So that's great news. Yeah. Also, now I'm wondering if we'll like see his portrait on the wall in the museum. Well, what did you think? Again, in some cases, not a ton of choice, 
And it, yeah, it is interesting how much relies on coin tosses. Yes. Or just the randomness of the dates. Also, it's so violent. Mm-hmm. So again, you know, maybe no one dies in the goose verse if you're talking about the original series. But if you're talking about give yourself goosebumps, there's like 20 deaths per book. Yeah. I wonder if the give yourself goosebumps are an exception. Mm-hmm. Somehow when it's in your hands, it's okay. It's a reminder that in real life you can die. Yeah, in lots of ways. Yeah, so watch out. Memento mori, goosepunks. Well, thanks for revisiting that with me and giving me the chance to do a redo mm-hmm. when I was cheated <laughs> of my when it when things ended too soon for me. Yeah, glad to give you another chance to walk away alive. Well, goosepunks, we want to know what you think of TikTok You're Dead. Have you ever played this one or read this one? Drop us a line at saypodanddie at gmail.com. And did we just miss the damn executioner again? Because I really think I remember someone mentioning he's somewhere as an Easter egg in TikTok, you're dead. Oh, interesting. But it could be a different book. You can also get in touch on Instagram and Twitter at saypodanddie. And communication. <laughs> Listeners beware. Send us more scares. Ooh. Ooh. Good boo. Good boo.